the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. I've heard about this baby boy who's come to earth to bring us joy. And I just want to sing this song to you. shone bright up in the east to Bethlehem the wise men three came many miles and journeyed long for you and to the place at which you were there frankincense and gold and myrrh 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our deliverance is only in the blood of Jesus Christ. I invite you to call today. This is a a prayer meeting. You're invited to call. You're live on air in Washington, D.C. From wherever you call in the country. You'll be on live streaming YouTube, and you'll also be on live radio in Washington, D.C., 780 a.m. with WAVA. I invite you to call now, 877-534-0780. That number again, jot it down. If you're driving, pull over to the side of the road and call, pray. Our deliverance is only going to be found in the blood of Jesus Christ as we pray. It's not going to be found in a political party. It's not going to be found in a, in a shot of some kind. It's not going to be found in money. Our only deliverance is found by the blood of Jesus as we pray. Some of you have asked, how do I witness? It starts on your face before God. It starts in the prayer closet. It starts with confession. It starts with repentance. You cannot win anyone to Jesus through witnessing. You only cause much trouble and division and argument unless you're speaking out of the spirit of the living God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can save a man's soul. Call right now, 877 877- Five three four zero seven eight zero, and while I wait for you to call, I want to begin reading a passage out of Isaiah the eighth chapter. The Lord spoke to me with His strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. He said, "Do not call conspiracy everything these people call conspiracy." 
Do not fear what they fear, and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. And he will be a sanctuary for both houses of Israel. He will be a stone that causes men to stumble, a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble. They will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. Isaiah is speaking here in the 8th chapter about Jesus Christ. He goes on, bind up the testimony. Seal up the law among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. I will put my trust in him. Here am I and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on Mount Zion. When men tell you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, they have no light in them. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged. And, looking upward, will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress, darkness, and fearful gloom. And they will be thrust into outer darkness. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by way of the sea along the Jordan. This is Isaiah 9. You recognize Jesus left Judea. He was brought up in Nazareth. He ministered primarily in Galilee, not Judea. He goes on. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you. A people rejoice at the harvest as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. They will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, I love this book of Isaiah. Well, we have a caller. Again, our phone number is 
534-0780. This is a prayer meeting today. Call and pray. Welcome. Please pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you came to earth at this Christmas season. We thank you, Lord, that you left the glories of heaven to come down to wicked earth and that you gave yourself. And Lord, we can't imagine we can't even imagine how you left heaven in order to come down to save humanity. And Father, we, we can't appreciate you enough for what you've done for us. Yes. For, uh, becoming a human being and leaving all the glories that are in heaven in order to come down to mankind. And Father, I, I just... Thank you for what you've done. And, yes. And I can't wait till we get to heaven that we can uh, be be in your glorious heaven with you and worshiping you for what you've done. And bow down before you and to exalt you as King of kings and Lord of lords. And we just thank you, Heavenly Father. We, we just uh, want to worship you and uh, do our best while we're here on earth. And so I pray, Father, that you will uh, just continue to be with us, Lord, and, and help us, uh, Father, to humble ourselves and bow down before you. And, uh, Father, this is a, a season of I want, and humans uh, are always wanting. We're always wanting. We want this and we want that. But, Father, we as Christians must stop and say, Lord, what, what do you want? Yes. Not what do I want, but what do you want? And so I pray, Father, that you will help us to yield to you and to submit ourselves and to remember, not my will, but your will be done. Yes. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that we will decrease. As uh, John the Baptist says, he, we, we must decrease and you must increase. And so I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will increase in our spiritual lives, Lord, as we submit ourselves to you, that we would become more like Jesus. And Father, that... We would um, look like you, act like you, walk like you, talk like you. (laughs) Yes. We can only do this unless we die to ourselves. And so I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will help us to uh, die out. And, Father, to uh, be the the godly men and women that uh, you have called us to be. Yes. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit because, Father, we cannot— um, we cannot be like you unless uh, we um, uh, are guided by the Holy Spirit and yield to the Holy Spirit. So help us to depend upon the Holy Spirit. And today I would like to pray, Father, for the goal uh, that is set before us, Lord. Yes. And, Father, that uh, you have a goal for us. And, Father, I'm asking that you will give us a glimpse of this goal so that it will prod us on to um, be uh, more determined to uh, reach the goal. And Father, if we don't have uh, if we don't have a goal set before us, then we cannot um, uh, hit the target. So I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will enlighten our minds and uh, and show us, O oh Lord, a deeper. Uh, a deeper understanding of the goal that you have set before us. Yes. And so that um, we will have eternity stamped into our eyes and our hearts and our minds, that we will be enlightened. And, Father, that this 
enlightenment uh, will soften our hard hearts and and open up our minds and melt us uh, so that and mold us so that we can become like you, Lord, and be like little Jesuses here on earth. And Father, I pray that you will um, uh, continue to uh, open our minds to the full uh, to fulfill the Great Commission, Lord. And uh, Lord, that uh, we will be uh, prepared and ready to do your work uh, in these last days. And Father, we can't do it in our own uh, in our own way, in our own humanness. Uh, but I pray, Father, that you will uh, awaken us from our slumber and our sleep, and that you will pour out your Spirit in these last days, as you have promised. You yes. promised to pour out your Spirit, Lord. And Father, we need your help to die to ourselves because we can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us and to oh, guide Lord. us. And so I pray, Lord, oh, that Lord. you will do this work in our hearts and our lives. And Father, I pray that you uh, ex- uh, for uh, that you will expose all the corruption in the world and in the church. Lord, there is so much corruption everywhere, and we're being yes. told lies continuously. And I pray, Father, that you will awaken. Uh, many believers are believing lies, and I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will expose the truth. And Father, yes. help us as, as your children to expose the truth and, and stand on the truth and not be knocked down and not allow uh, the corruption of the world to uh, cause us to stumble and fall. But I yes. pray, Father, that you will expose all the corruption in our government and, uh, Father, in the world and all those false teachers, the rug will be pulled out from underneath them, Lord, yes. and you will expose all of the lies. And, Father, that truth will reign, that you will reign, and that you will let uh, the world know in these last days that you are the truth. Man yes. says that we can't know the truth, but, Father, we know that you are true. And that's one thing that we know is that you are absolute truth. And so I pray, Father, that you will just uh, uh, continue to be with us and revive us and open up our hearts and our minds to you. And, yes. Father, help us to submit. And I ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, dear sister. Thank you. All right, God bless you. And <laughs> bless you, too. The Lord spoke to me some years ago. And I'm going to share some of that with you today. But right now, we have another caller. Our phone number again is 877-534-0780. So please call and pray. Yes, we have another caller. Please pray. Yes, you're on. Lord, I thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the ways that we see you working. And please continue working in our nation and the other nations. And call many people to, to know you. I pray for the many I talk with who are not saved, and they are focused on things of this life. They're only thinking of temporary problems, and, and I pray that uh, they would open their eyes to the fact that they need you, they need that eternal relationship with you because, um, as you said, eternal life is to know you. And I pray that they would see um, the the greater purpose as, as they're struggling 
with issues in their lives, the um, the reasons you allow those things to happen is to draw them to you. And I pray that they would understand that. Please give me wisdom as I talk with them. Thank you for the opportunity to share the gospel, and I, I pray that their eyes would be opened yes. to, to their needs, to their real needs. Please continue calling each of these people. I pray specifically for India, as uh, so many there are lost, and some have not even heard the gospel. And, uh, and now I've talked with so many of them, and I, I pray that you would uh, set them free from this darkness. You'd call them to yourself. And I pray for uh, those in our families that don't know you. Please give us wisdom, boldness, compassion, that we would not uh, pass up any opportunities to talk with them, but that we would be burdened for their souls as, as you are, because you um, you don't want anyone to perish. Thank you, Lord. Please um, increase our compassion for them and and give us mm-hmm. wisdom for, for how to approach them with the gospel, that, that we would uh, talk to them about about their condition before you, that you'd work through us. Especially for those that are closest to eternity, I pray that you'd show them their condition before you. Yes. I pray for those of us who are saved, please complete the work that you began in us that we will be entirely sanctified and, and filled with your spirit. Yes. That, that we will be set apart for you. We are not our own. We belong to you. And I pray that you would uh, lead us and go before us in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Kayla. Thank you for calling. Thank you. God bless you. Our phone number again in studio, 877-534-0780. 877-534-0780. Call now. The lines are all open, and we're waiting for your call. This is a prayer meeting today. I've been teaching all week. One of our listeners said to me, Pastor, are you getting a lot of negative response back from your teaching this week? Because what you're saying is not very easy to deal with. It's not popular. People are not going to like it. And I answered boldly, no, God's people want to hear the truth. I praise God for each one of you who's willing to dig into the Word of God and understand what it says and not listen to the lies of our culture today or to the apostate church today, but to go by what the Scriptures say. Now, I want to tell you very quickly, because I think it pertains to each one of us, I don't think the Word of God to me was just for me. It was three years ago, but it was like last night. 
I was up at 3 a.m. I was walking down the hall. I was praying. And the Lord suddenly spoke in one of those glorious times when I could hear him speak. And he said, Wait upon the Lord. And then he said, And the Lord will carry you through. And then he very kindly said, using my personal name, the first time he'd ever spoken to me, using my personal name, he said, Ray, rest in me. Well, these three words, I think, are for each of us. And I have to tell you, I woke up this morning. I've been praying about this issue of resting in Jesus. And I woke up this morning, and by his sovereign grace, I woke up shouting praise and honor and glory to Jesus. I was in a whole new place with the Lord Jesus, a place of absolute rest, cessation, intimacy. I praise God for this. Okay, we have another call. Let's take the next call, please. Welcome. Please pray. Dear God, I have a special prayer for my new friend and pastor with whom I'm speaking. I'm hearing some very personal testimony that really struck my heart. You meant for me to hear this because we're sharing some very similar struggles in life. I'm just glad that you woke up this morning with praise in your heart and rest in your soul. That's beautiful because I've been seeking that and perhaps I've been seeking it amiss. Forgive me, Jesus, if I went in the wrong direction. Amen. God bless you, dear sister. Lord, I just come in agreement with my sister. 
And I ask, Lord, that you would bring her into the total rest of her spirit in you. You know those painful things that we're dealing with. You know the struggle. You know the anguish. You know the uncertainty. I ask now in belief and in faith that you will bring her into a place of rest. That she will trust you. Lord, I thank you for her faith. I thank you for her prayer. I thank you that she will cry out to you. And Jesus, I know from my own heart that you answer our prayers, that you hear our cry. Lord, thank you. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Thank you, dear sister, for praying. I know that our deliverance is only by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not found in any human wisdom or ability. Our phone number, 877-534-0780. I want to add another part to my testimony. I know what the Lord meant when he said, wait upon the Lord. He meant, come to a total end of your entrepreneurial mindset. Stop being assertive and reaching out to grab what you want, even for ministry. Let it go. Wait upon me. Spend your time waiting upon me, Ray. And I've done that. I know the second thing he said was, and the Lord will carry you through. And the Lord is carrying me through. He's bringing the resources through precious men and women to pay for the radio. We're about halfway there. I thank those of you who have just stepped in with, with their tithe or offering. Thank you. I know it's the Lord. But the part I've had a very difficult time with is the resting, resting in Jesus. And I've been under deep conviction this week asking the question, where am I resting? Everybody rests somewhere. We can rest in the arms of sin. We can rest in our in our busyness? Does that make sense? We can rest in our habits where we have gone around and around the mulberry bush so many times all the grass has been worn off and we just go around and do it again and go around and do it again and go around and it's bare. It doesn't satisfy our heart, but we just keep doing it because we don't know what else to do. I've done that. We can rest in reading, even reading theological material. We can rest in so-called Christian music that's not Christian. It's just sentimental slop. It's the modern Christian music that deeply grieves me that I hear on various so-called Christian stations. 
or we can rest in Jesus. And part of what happened to me this morning is I woke up with absolute clarity about where he wants me to rest and the behavior he's asking me to change so that I don't rest in any person except the person of Jesus Christ. I don't rest in any old habits. You know, I can get into a routine of, this is when I do the wash, and this is when I clean the house, and this is when I do this, and this is when I do that, and I'm on the routine, and I don't have to think. He doesn't want me to rest in my routine. He doesn't want me to rest in busyness. He wants me to rest in him. And so that's what I've been praising him about this morning. He's called me to rest in him, the person, Jesus Christ, who walked the earth for three and a half years. He wants me to rest in this Christ child. He wants me to rest in the crucifixion. He wants me to rest in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I'm coming, shouting, hallelujah, and praise Jesus because... I'm resting in him. Now, have all the issues been solved? No. But the pain's been taken away. And I know I can trust him. And so I'm shouting praises and honor and glory. If you'd been anywhere near my house this morning, you would have heard even standing out on the sidewalk of the street shouts of praise emanating from my house because they were at the top of my lungs, praising and honoring my Lord Jesus. So I'm waiting on Jesus for revival. He's carrying me. And I'm waiting now as I rest in Jesus. I'm ceasing from my own labors. I'm resting in Jesus. You know, that word rest is a word in the Hebrew for bedroom. The intimacy with God. And this is what he calls us to. To intimacy with Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. Often in my life, I've been far too busy in my old ways and old habits and, and work, work, work. Always work. The answer is always work harder. No, it's not. It's resting in Jesus. It's being carried by the Lord. So I praise God. Well, our phone number is 877-534-0780. I welcome you to call and, and pray for this city. Pray for your church. Pray for your family. Pray that you could enter the rest of God. 
Do we have any calls, Mr. Producer? Okay, those lines are wide open. They're waiting for you. This is Isaiah 9, verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Lord has sent a message against Jacob. It will fall on Israel. All the people will know it. Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, they will say with pride and arrogance of heart, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with dressed stones. The fig trees have been felled, but we will replace them with cedars. This is a message to the American church. The Lord has sent a message against the American church. All the people who with pride say, oh, we need to build a new church. I'm ministering to a family, homeless family. They live in a rickety old van. They're aged. She's in her 80s, almost totally blind. They've been sitting in a parking lot right next to a a great mega church that's being built down Dumfries' direction. The church has never come to find out why they're there every night. They've never come to offer assistance or help. But they can build their great church and they can put a big cross on top of it. Are you kidding me? Makes me angry. Church has become so institutional and so filled with its own stuff that they care not for the poor. They care not to witness to the pagans. And this is a pagan couple. What do you think they feel as they watch this great mega church go up and the big cross on top? I'll tell you what they feel. They feel scorn. But the Lord has strengthened the foes against them and has spurred their enemies on. The last part of verse 12. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away and his hand is still upraised. But the people have not returned to him who struck them. God is going to strike the American church. He already has vomited you out of your buildings. But we've not sought the Lord God. So the Lord will cut off from Israel both head and tail, both palm branch and reed in a single day. 
The elders and the prominent men are the head, and the prophets who teach lies are the tail. Those who guide this people mislead them, and those who are guided are led astray. Therefore the Lord will take no pleasure in the young men, nor will he pity the fatherless and the widows, for everyone is ungodly and wicked. Every mouth speaks vileness. Yet for all this his anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised. Surely wickedness burns like fire, it consumes briars and thorns, it sets the thickets ablaze, so that it rolls upward in a column of smoke. By the wrath of the Lord Almighty, the land will be scorched, the people will be fuel for the fire, no one will spare his brother. On the right they will devour, but still be hungry, on the left they will eat, but will not be satisfied. Yet for all this his anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised. That's Isaiah the ninth chapter. I told you about the Anglican bishop who threw me out of an Anglican church for daring to preach that a man could have a pure heart before God by the blood of Jesus. I feel like I was in good company. Wesley was also thrown out of the Anglican church for the same reason. They haven't changed. They're still the same. It grieves me. Wicked men, under the pretense and color of being clergy, teaching the congregation that they can never stop sinning, that the blood of Jesus is insufficient. Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? America, have you lost your mind? If the blood of Jesus cannot take away your sin, you're lost. Don't believe in some fabled, imputed grace. I can tell you today, the blood of Jesus takes away our sin, washes us clean, breaks every bondage, every drug, every every addiction. We are washed and made clean. We are transformed. We are made new in the likeness of Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We have a glorious gospel of deliverance and freedom, of love and joy and peace and hope. I don't want to preach today. I'm sorry. I want you to call and pray. Lord Jesus, I just come and pray. My heart is so full of joy over what you've done in me as I awakened this morning, as I was in that place of absolute rest, not struggling to rest, but actually having entered into the rest. Lord, I praise you for this. I honor you for this. Words are inadequate to describe the joy that has filled my soul this day. Lord, thank you. Your love overwhelms me. Your provision astonishes me. And I will wait upon you, Lord. For you said in one day you could do more than I could do in a whole lifetime. Lord, I honor your name. 
I lift you up today. I praise you, Jesus. Glory to your name. And there are brothers and sisters, men and women out there who need to come into this rest. They need to come in with me. They need to find you, Jesus, in a new way. And I know that's a revelation that you must make in their hearts. It's a change we can't make in ourselves. I tried to enter your rest, and I could not. But Jesus, you brought me in. And your banner over me is love. And Lord, I thank you. Glory, glory, glory to the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. Amen. We have another caller. Let's take that call. Welcome. Please pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ray. And thank you, Almighty Father. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for Pastor Ray sharing out of Isaiah. I'd like to, Lord, pray the beginning of Isaiah chapter 12. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee, I do praise thee, that thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. O Lord, in you too you comfort us, thank you. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation, and in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention of his name. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. O Lord, O Lord, I thank you that even though it seems that there's so much turmoil, you are God. And we ask to be in the midst of you. O Lord, I pray that people's hearts would be turned to you and the truth and the truth of your word. Yes. I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can sing and praise you, our one and only God and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. And by your spirit and by your blood, we are saved. You are our hope and you are our salvation. And to you be all the glory. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Please, I pray the Holy Spirit would just fill us all with worship that glorifies you and that your word fills us. Because none of it is ever about our testimony. We don't matter. You matter. You are what matters. May churches be turned back to you, not about rock and roll Sunday morning, but worship, true worship that pleases and honors you. 
and brings you glory. Yes. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you bend your ear and hear our prayers unworthy as we are because we have no worthiness except what you have given us and what comes through you. Yes. I thank you, Lord, for our salvation. I thank you, Lord. I pray that it's a larger remnant that entered the promised land of the folks that left Egypt, that there are more than just two of us left when you return. Oh, Lord God, I pray that you give us all strength, that you would give us strength to stand and to never, ever turn from you, that you would build us up and give us the words to say to others, that others may, too, be saved and and that you would keep us safe with you. Yes. And I thank you. I I thank you for Pastor Ray. I thank you for for all the faithful that that listen to his program and that are part of the National Prayer Chapel. I ask Lord that you would please protect and bless every single one of them and that all of their marriages and their families they would be strengthened and, and drawn together. And that, Lord, we would all be holy in your sight by your salvation. I thank you. I thank you for everything. And I ask you, Lord, to please continue to heal Pastor Ray, that his lungs would be completely healed, and along with his family and his his brother's family, that, that they would all be in good health. And along with everybody else, we would all be wise, and you would give us the wisdom and ask, Lord, that you would please protect us and please help those who are sick. And please, I pray that you would restore them to health. And I especially thank you for the return of the missionaries from Haiti. I pray that they recover quickly and not have any lasting trauma. And I just give you all the glory that you got them out. I thank you, Lord. And I sure hope that some of those people that are in those gangs have been turned to you, that they are yes. so confused at what they're doing that they just have nowhere else to turn but to you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. I thank you. I thank you and give you all the glory in your holy, precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, dear sister. Thank you. You're Pastor. a great encourager. Thank you. Our number, 877-534-0780. We have time for one more quick call if you'd like to call. Mr. Producer, do we have anyone online? Okay, those lines are open. How much time do we have? We have two minutes. That's not much time. So I'm going to say we're out of time. But I thank each of you who's called. We are rushing toward the end of this month, and I know many of you are buying gifts. And so discretionary cash may be short, but this is not for discretionary cash. I invite you to give to the work of the Lord, for the work of the gospel. You know exactly what's going to be done with it, It's going to pay for this radio broadcast. So if you'd like to give, please do today. I thank very much those who have been giving. 
I know we'll come to the goal and we'll have the money we need because God said he would carry me if I would wait on him. So write to me, the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Mr. Producer, did you say something? Okay. Um, you can also go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, nationalprayerchapel.com, and you can give online. Now, some say, Pastor, you should not tell us what you need financially for the work of the gospel, but I want to tell you, I want to tell you, giving is a part of worship. And this is the primary source of ministry that many of you receive. This is the place you turn for for confrontation and the arrows of the Holy Spirit. So if this message is helpful to you and you want it to continue, then the Lord is waiting on you. Well, we're out of time. We'll be back on Monday, God willing. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. I pray for each of you. I'll talk to you soon. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.